Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. I make sure to educate her because I would rather be the type of mom that she learns about cannabis through me because it's not something I'm ashamed of by any means. I'm not very shy about that. This is the Cannamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Tip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Cannamom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. And welcome back to the Cannamom Show, where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry, one canna story at a time. All right, Dave. So I did really something really cool yesterday. I know, and I need you to fill me in because I've <laughs> I've never been to a cannabis barbecue or whatever it is. But so please, please do tell. Okay. All right. And then, um, although we do have a couple of guests today, I need to talk about this. Um, so the show might be a little bit long. Just, you know, you like listening to us, people. We're just going to talk. <laughs> the, more, the, the more the better on the Cannamom show. Um, and actually, I wanted to just mention that, remember the Brittany Griner story, the woman who was the basketball woman who was detained for the hemp? Yeah. Is she, is she still there? She's still there, She's man. Still I just started yeah. in the New York Times. So yeah. uh, think about old people. I think, I don't know. It was a, a cartridge, whatever. Yeah. Well, she's really a prisoner of war at this point, right? Yeah, I think that's what yeah. the story said, which is really sad. So don't forget her. Mm. Okay, uh, so back to me. <laughs> um, I drove to Lakeville, Massachusetts, which I didn't actually know where it was, but now I do, because I was invited by Bountiful Farms. It's an award-winning premium and independent cannabis cultivator who collaborated with the Smoke Shop. They say it's an acclaimed Boston area, but it's actually in Cambridge barbecue restaurant 
to be introduced to their new cannabis infused barbecue sauce. Wow. This so is that, this is groundbreaking. It is. It was like unbelievable. So um, I'm going to describe it. Okay. It's called uh, so Andy Husbands. He's a pretty famous chef out here in the Massachusetts area. He used to run a high end restaurant. Now he does the um, the smoke shop. He was actually there in person with his giant grill. And there were I'm an influencer. There were only like 12 people there, Dave. Really? Pretty yeah, sweet. it was like. <laughs> I've always wanted so, to know an influencer, and now I know one. Now you do. So he was there. Andy Husbands was there with his giant grill thing that he brings to, you know, grilling barbecue contests. I don't know what they are, but it's enormous. It was there. It was just him. He made a brisket for us. Nice. And he introduced us to his sweet victory cannabis-infused barbecue sauce, which we actually, this little point, we couldn't consume on campus. We couldn't actually consume at the event, mm. but they did send us home with a free bottle. Okay. Have you tried it? Um, I no. did try a spoonful last night with my husband, but I don't know. I did, but what they did there is they had basically it's the same sauce he had. So it's his. They described it as um, Chef Andy Husband's signature and well loved Sweet Victory barbecue sauce is infused with Bountiful Farms cannabis. So how do you handle the dosage of a barbecue sauce with cannabis in it? So because this is Massachusetts, everything is dosed at five milligrams. So the way on the bottle, it actually says, I forget how many, the little bottle they gave us, it'll tell you how big the dosage is. And you just pour it on your, um, so whatever you, you're trying to eat. So you could get five milligrams on, you know, one piece of steak, I take yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I assumed it wasn't like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're doing a gummy and you have half a gummy and you kind of don't feel it, you can have another half a gummy, but you're probably not going to want to have like another steak, you know? So yeah. you got it. You got <laughs> so, so get it right the first time, I guess. Yeah. And, and the, I think the magic of this is because again, this is medicine, this is therapy. And a lot of women I'm speaking to are using cannabis infused food as their medicine. So they don't want sugar. They don't want chocolate and they want to be able to use it as a savory. So I think this is a really, mm. it's an introduction. It's a little gimmicky, but I just find it, um, we're heading that direction and here we are. It's moving that way. And this is a really a couple of famous people coming in and saying, this is what we want to do. So uh, do you want to know where you can find this magical I do. sauce? I do. Um, let me tell you. <laughs> this limited release sauce will be available at select uh, recreational dispensaries of Massachusetts. So they mentioned Bud's Goods, which I'm actually not sure what that is, and Rise. Mm -hmm. And Bountiful Farms, who is the cultivator, has a medical dispensary in Natick. Uh, so they'll be carrying it as well. Bud's Goods is in Abington, Massachusetts. Oh, I actually know that. I was there. Okay. Sorry, Bud's Goods. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bud. Okay. Um. So, and I know that was pretty exciting, but yep. you know what was even better? What? I know it's hard to believe there's something better. Uh, we were giving a tour of the Cannabis Cultivation Center. Okay. Tell us it about was, that. It was a little Willy Wonka-ish. It was very... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, we were, I have a picture of me in my white suit and my hairnet and my booties on. Um, they let us in six at a time with the master cultivator there. We had to go through. Yeah, okay, go. I got the, I got the Willy Wonka music ready for you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. Continue, please. Hysterical. Um, okay, so you had to go through a decontamination hallway to get off anything that might possibly be in you. This is a pet. This is medicine. It's Wait, a, what, hap what happens in the decontamination hallway? It's not like a Karen Silkwood thing, is it? You stand there and they, <laughs> they he says it's not toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Basically. I think it was air filtration. I think it was actually they were trying to blow stuff off us. Oh, okay. And then they let us through. And um, basically, each room is self-contained. Each plant room is self-contained. I'll be putting some reels up today where they're starting to grow, where they're getting harvested, where they're getting dried, where they're being trimmed. 
no room connects. Everything has its own kind of heavy doors, lighting. It's very, uh, and it walk into this hallway. Everyone's, it just felt like, Willow. I felt like I was in Willy Wonka. It's very weird. <laughs> as long as you made it out alive and you didn't turn into a blueberry. I did not. So, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, so I've actually never, honestly, I've never tried Bountiful Farms. It's a, a single outlet dispensary in Natick, Mass. So my friends who are listening, if you're out there and you have your medical card, Go check it out, Very and cool. uh, I think their tr- their product looked beautiful. The way they're hand trimming it, the care, the love they're giving to these. You know, this is a tier three uh, cultivator out of like tier thirteen, so they're they're like a craft cannabis, like craft beer, like they're a craft cannabis cultivator. Right, love yeah. it, love it, that and all the inf- ex- and all the information will be in the show notes. Yes, it was very exciting. So, and I have some good videos and. I don't know. It was just a fun afternoon. Me, the, there's a couple of Instagram influence people who I kept telling them how I hated social media, and they told me not to. <laughs> why they didn't? They, why didn't they want that? Because they're young and they're like they're oh. like into like social media. Their whole world is built on like TikTok, and right. I'm like, I know I have to be on it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not my world. All right, um, but people out there, just a reminder that um, Canada Mom Show it's going to keep going. Audio, you know, listening to me. So if you want to contribute we still have the keep the can of mom conversation campaign going you can pick up some cool can of mom swag um so together we're going to continue to elevate the stories of the women building the new cannabis industry by the way just real quick did you provide the definition of can of mom to the urban dictionary i did not why what is it oh it's it's actually very um you know accurate i think it it's it says, Canna moms fight diligently for common sense litigation for rights and options for every parent to care of their own children, to provide other parents with hope, resources, and community, et cetera, et cetera. You can see it. But yeah, yeah. the Urban Dictionary is usually this uh, sort of clownish thing, but um, I was pleasantly surprised. It's, it's, it's not, it reminded me of you. I thought you might have written it. <laughs> uh, well, no, this is interesting. So when we started the show, a little Canna Mom show history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we started the show, I was not really a Canna Mom, like I talked about but the cannon moms out there are these mothers i think they're so brave who are out there healing themselves and healing their children and taking a big hit and i had a couple of these women reach out to me because they didn't want to degrade the name they didn't want to be like ladies rolling around and not taking their kids or whatever they wanted this narrative to be you know controlled a bit which i could appreciate and i call myself the cannon mom show because we're like an interview show and i did um, not try to um, take on the cannon mom you're not the only cannon mom I'm not, and I'm not, yeah, the, the <laughs> idea that this, this movement of women who are, this is really who these women are. That's why I say we've, we've, you know, once you become a cannon mom, you're evangelized and you're going to keep moving because, you know, we're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, um, we're moving on. Okay. So we do have a special guest today about pet cannon moms. <laughs> this is how we met my pet, Sunny, who is 16 years old, my girl. Um, so we're going to have Nicole Busera come on of Henlo Hemp. Uh, she's going to talk about her cool pet treats made with hemp seed oil. And I really don't talk about hemp seeds. So we're going to talk about why they're so special too. And before we begin, I just want to thank Mary Jane's people for making today's show possible. Moving on. All right. Today's guest. Today's guest is the co-founder of the Ghetto Apothecary, a cannabis lifestyle company located in North Carolina. She and her partner are new to the legal hemp space, but have been well-received by their community. And as a Black-owned and women-led business, I am excited to share her story. Today's guest connected with me 
on Instagram, maybe. I can't remember so many ways to connect. <laughs> and I'm so glad she did. Um, so I can share with you her unique offerings and share how the ghetto apothecary is catering to an expansive demographic who can benefit from her knowledge about lifestyle, alternative medicine, and of course, wellness. Please welcome to the Canna Mom Show, Michaela Sylvan from North Carolina, founder of the Ghetto Apothecary. Welcome. Hi, Joyce. Thanks so much for having me. We did connect on Instagram, so it was very nice um, to be received by you. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. All right. So let's do uh, North Carolina. What is the legal status of cannabis in North Carolina? So we're hopeful here in North Carolina, not not legal, but hopeful, not legal. <laughs> All right. Our, our neighboring state um, just legalized uh, marijuana. Right now, the ghetto apothecary, we dispense CBD. But one of the things that we're very passionate about is that CBD is cannabis. And we try to scream that from the mountaintops because I think a lot of the health benefits that people look for in cannabis is ignored in CBD because a lot of um, the community, they kind of go go towards the lifestyle of cannabis, you know, smoking yep. recreationally, um, when in actuality, a lot of those health benefits and more can be found in CBD. So um, we're so, very- so, do, do, do a medical, do anything? I'm sorry? Do you have a medical program or anything in, in North Carolina? Yes, yes, there is a medical program. Oh, there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was back in 2014. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's where you are. All right. So let's just start with you. Um, what's your personal can of story? How did you lead you to this? How did it lead you to this moment to actually creating products that, you know, CBD, but you know what the benefits of the full plant are? Yeah. So I was... I was raised in the Caribbean and oddly enough, you know, where cannabis use is so casual, I didn't enjoy cannabis that way um, in my upbringing. I didn't start with recreational use until I moved to the States when I attended college and I enjoyed a very fast paced career um, in corporate America. And so with that came a lot of I guess, anxiety and stress that most people feel, you know, I am also, I'm a kind of mom and I have a toddler and, you know, the stresses of everyday life has made cannabis use kind of medicinal to me. And I think like it alleviates so much anxiety that I wasn't able to mitigate with modern day medicine. Um, But it was so stigmatized that I kind of did it in in the background until forums like yours or other Instagram forums kind of allowed kind of moms to be more liberal in the way that they use it. Um, And so with that, it kind of just brought forth this idea like, hey, this is medicine. This is my medicine, even if if society doesn't acknowledge it as such. So like, how can this be brought to the masses and so my business partner, Kiara Ingram, and I, we she's a kind of mom as well. We kind of sat together and we were like, hey, there should be a way or there has to be like a, a market tap that we could lean into that would allow more people to know that, hey, this is not just a recreational drug. This is a medicine. And what we notice on the market in terms of like why most people maybe in our space, in our direct circles, or even in the state of North Carolina, wasn't really considering cannabis as medicine is, is because... Um, they just don't know about it. Not only was there lack of education surrounding CBD, but also the way that it was marketed wasn't necessarily marketed um, to our age demographic. It wasn't necessarily um, marketed to um, our payers in our circles. And so we wanted to find a way to ritualize its use as a modern day approach to self-care and wellness, because at the end of the day, 
you know, self-care for me didn't look like some of these brands and like the skincare sets and coming home and throwing on lotion. (laughs) So that, okay. So health and wellness is really where we came to it. So you, that's interesting. So you came from a culture where it was fine. Mm -hmm. You came here to America and you're like, okay. And then you're kind of back in it. So how did you, how did you and Kira figure out that you were both on the same page? Well, so I am a strategist by occupation and she has a a green thumb, you know, together it made absolute sense, you know, that we would collaborate and and build something um, where we could both leverage our expertise and and combine those that expertise to create um, a business like this one. So it it made absolute sense from our perspective. So so let's just talk a little bit about your partner. Again, I talk a lot about teams with my can of business ladies. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about, you shouldn't have the same person as your partner. You need to, (laughs) you know, and, and building teams is really important, especially Mm -hmm. in this industry. You know, there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of other stuff going on. And my perspective now is that the women leaders I'm meeting are in this because they've healed themselves like you have, and they are healed people. Oh, so yeah. these are healed leaders, like healed leaders healing us. I just, that's what I really find powerful. So tell that. me about Kira's story and how you met and how you had the idea for the ghetto apothecary. Yeah. So we both met in, met in college. Um, she's my longest ha- standing friend. I think we've been friends um, for 13, 14 years. So interestingly enough, as kind of moms, my six-year-old and her seven-year-old are best friends. Um, oh, that works. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does. So when we meet up, we're able, you know, our kids meet up and, and we're able to like um, work on business, but still have like a very fr- fruitful leisure friendship as well. Um, her her background, she definitely has like a love of plants. You know, she's she's the type of person who's always trying to find medicinal uses in all types of plants. She um, has a, a background of I guess, health issues in her family, as do I. And that has caused her to try to like leverage holistic approaches in the way that um, she looks to um, self-care and wellness. So I think with that, it it kind of triggered or ignited like a passion in her to Mm -hmm. kind of not only utilize some of those resources, but try to share them as well. And so with that, we've been able to like leverage her knowledge and things that she've learned over the years and couple it with, um, like a business mindset and, and kind of push forward there. Okay. So, uh, what was, what was your first product? What was the first thing? Or how did you come up with whatever your, you know, the, the model that you're promoting? Yeah. Yes. So our flagship product is CBD pre-rolls. The reason why, and we continue to push on, on pre-rolls. We offer two versions. We offer one, the classic that's just in like the, the traditional rolling paper, but then we also came out with a banana leaf pre-roll. Um, because we felt like it, it fit the market. It fit the, the consumer that we're trying to target, the one who, you know, they're stressed at the end of the day. And so they run for a cigarette or a black mile, which isn't really healthy for you, is it? But, you know, CBD, it does have health benefits. It's the quickest way to your bloodstream. Um, you feel that really immediately. So we're like, okay, instead of people running towards this, here, here is a, a much more sensitive, delicate uh, a actual medicine that they can leverage instead um, and, and use it. So that's our flagship product. Um, the banana leaf is absolutely our, our best-selling product. People like the taste of the banana leaf because it actually has no taste. It's at, at least three times more slow burning than an average pre-roll. Acid, so you yeah. get to sit with it um, for a very long time. Um, but yeah, that's our baby. That's okay. So uh, North Carolina, it's a farming, that's a tobacco, right? Mm-hmm. Tobacco land. So um, 
What's your connection to farming? How did you get your hemp, their hemp products? How are you making your CBD products? What's your connection to the land and this whole process? Yeah, great question. So one of our missions is actually to elevate other like black business owners. And so we partner with black farmers to source our hemp products. Um, so Kiara, her expertise um, was as a project manager on a farm. Um, so right now we're partnering with, with a hemp farm um, locally and we source our products through them. So it allows us not only to kind of like reach our um, community, but I know like currently, especially in North Carolina, there's you know, cannabis farmers are struggling in terms of like what it takes to market. They, they're burning their crop because there's no one to buy it. So rather than be, I guess, <laughs> irresponsible and, and trying to farm when that's an oversaturated market, I think our modeling was to partner with these black farmers, elevate them in, in a way and, and be their marketing strategy, essentially. That's awesome. Okay. Again, so I think farmers seem like this is a product they probably want to grow. If we don't have the infrastructure for them to process their product, they're not, they can't do it. I, I've seen this in paper too. Like we need to, it's going to be an, this is an American industry. Oh yeah. We have a lot of land and we have a lot of people out there who want to do good things for the land and yeah. the hemp product is good for the land. I mean, are you witnessing that firsthand in North Carolina, you know, farms that are actually growing hemp, is that having any impact on the soil or anything? Oh yeah. I think the, the farm that we partner with, Gray Adonis Farm, um, she's a fourth generation farmer okay. um, and she's upkept her land for years before resorting it to a hemp farm. And I think like stories like that are so rich. It has so much culture, so much background, and, and that's where you kind of want to support. It is unfortunate seeing, you know, North Carolina is a, a place where you look and you see a whole lot of land and there's all these great entrepreneurs trying to build up on that land, but they're restricted in so many ways in terms of hemp laws, in, in terms of, like you said, their infrastructure. There's so many different hindrances that I, that I think, honestly, I'm a little bit hopeful. Um, yeah, it's like, she said it sadly. Oh my God, I might be hopeful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I am. I think the other, the two days ago or earlier this week, I think what the 16th state legalized um, marijuana. So I guess I am hopeful in the sense that legalization makes sense, right? That That's where we are in this world. Like it, it would be absolutely absurd for us not to push towards that ultimate goal. So I, I think I am hopeful, especially here in North Carolina, given Virginia is far more conservative and has legalized it. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's again, so I went to a cultivation center in Massachusetts. We mm-hmm. are not known for our agriculture. So obviously everything is for the most part inside. I mean, yeah. it was in an industrial park. Maybe that's those models are going to remain at some level. But once yeah. we have interstate commerce, you know, there are places that actually just grow cannabis better than we do. And it's, yeah. I guess it's, a, it's also the environmental impact, I guess, our industry is talking a lot about. So it's going to be interesting when we can actually cross state lines and who stays, who doesn't. And if, oh, we, yeah. can, <laughs> and if we can change the hemp, you know, we got to like raise the level of THC, which is arbitrary and weird. Oh, yeah. So hemp farmers can grow it because you should have to burn your crop and then not get insurance for it. I this agree. is a bad model. I agree. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's not just that. So let's talk about your family. Uh, you have a, you have one child. How many children? Yes. One child, a six-year-old. Her name is Charlotte. Charlotte. And um, so is your family still, are they here in the States or is your family now? Are people around? Well, I have a very big family. For the most part, my siblings all reside here in North Carolina. I actually okay. have a twin sister oh. um, who she laughs at me because I just bought my house like 10 minutes away from her house. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, most of my family, we're all here in North Carolina. My my dad who raised me, he's in the Virgin Islands right now. I have siblings in the Virgin Islands. So my roots is, is definitely still connected um, to the Caribbean for sure. 
Okay, so again, you said the Caribbean family is totally cool with this. It was just a thing. What happened with the American family when this is where you're going? You know, you're using your degree and now this is what you're doing. How, how do they react? Was it like positive, negative? Yeah, what happened? Honestly, I am fortunate enough where my my family never kind of forced me in any one direction. I think like, and I, I by no means grew up in like a hippie family where they say, oh, go be free and happy. Um, but at the same time, my own father, he found success without a college education. He worked in the oil industry for many years and was able to obtain success without even having a high school degree. He now has one, you know, that's something that was important to him to have. But having found success in a different avenue makes me hopeful that I never had to take it in a conventional way. Um, but that being said, I did make the choice to go to college, have a, a degree um, and work as a strategist. And I think that those, I guess all those lessons that I learned translated very well in, in this industry as well. All right. So they were fine with it. No. And what, and how did you, oh, and yeah. I, I think this is about the cannabis. I think the kids are just smarter. They know what it is. So, you know what I mean? You're not hiding my, it. It's just my daughter. There. She calls it grown up stuff. Like, oh, yeah. If if I I make sure to separate, you know, my, my work and my play. And so anytime she sees something and it isn't necessarily green that she would see, you know, like our packaging is in a, a black box. It's meant to be a stash box or couple as one. And so she would see it and, and she would call it, hey, mommy, this is your grown up stuff. So I make sure to educate her because I would rather be the type of mom that she learns about cannabis through me because it's not something I'm ashamed of by any means. You know, it's not something that I would hide for for, for obvious reasons. I, I don't smoke in front of her, but in terms of like not letting her see or understand what a plant is, when it's essentially the plant that allows me to be a great mom to her, you know, I, I'm not very shy about that. That's great. So, all right. So I just think, I think the kids of Canada moms are going to be the generation that cracks this because they just don't think oh, it's yeah. anything weird. So what? Are, yeah. So what are the whatever? Do you, is there any judgment with moms? Like now that you're kind of talking about this, other moms of six year olds, are they afraid to send them to your house? Or is oh, that... <laughs> oh, yeah. I think. Oh, really? oh I think no. People, I think people are very, I guess, accommodating and understanding in terms of like what I everyone, you know, respectfully chooses to do with their leisure time. But there are sometimes like moments of judgment that I can feel when it comes to, you know, like you mentioned, like um, a friend, family friend or, or something, they would say like, oh, well, make sure not to have this out. And I'm like, yeah, I absolutely won't share my stash with your child. That's that won't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, for them, for the most part, I really don't I can't even say like I surround myself with the type of people that would be judgmental about that in the first place. Um, but there are times in terms of like casual friendships where I do kind of feel that stigma, even now in modern day where it, it still feels like I'm being, I don't know, patronized in certain ways. And how's Kiara? Does she have the same experiences? Is she a mom? I didn't, she I didn't is. Yeah. Um, I think her her experience, the good thing about Kiera and I, we're each other's only friend. We laugh about that all the time. Okay. Obviously, we do have other friends, but we laugh about <laughs> that all the time. I think, I think for her, she like her experience has probably been a little bit more liberal. Mm -hmm. I think that she she has other um siblings who also engage. And for me, I think I I was probably like the not the only one in my family, but probably the most outgoing, even like on social media platforms um, in between work. I, I, I don't shy away from posting my everyday life. And if that's a part of my everyday life, it's, it's displayed. So it's a transparency again, like if we aren't hiding it, it makes it normal. So oh, yeah. that's good. All right. Um, so I guess 
Cannonmouth. We kind of talked about this already, but really, uh, Bianca Snyder of High Society Mama, she's out there talking about how Canon Moms are going to change the whole trajectory. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Canon Mom, are you, I don't know, are you seeing, I don't know if you're involved at legislative angle at anything, if you're working with the farmers, are you seeing, again, the power of the Canon Moms? Because we're just, we're healed, I think, or you're healing. So, uh, yeah, are you seeing a collaboration in North Carolina pulling together at all? Actually, I would like to see a stronger one. And that's something that a conversation that we've had in terms of like, there's a lot of like minor movements or like, you know, small steps being taken. And I've always felt like a, a, a broader collective could make like a, a broader impact. I do, mm-hmm. I do like that there's starting to be a bigger presence of cannabis in North Carolina. Um, I know every time I always see a Franny's pharmacy everywhere I go, I love it <laughs> because it's a reminder, you know, for, for their modern day prude driving down the highway, like this, this is here and it's here to stay. Um, but uh, there is some, um, a movement I would like to see a bigger one. And I think that that would stem from, I don't know, a lot of kind of bus entrepreneurs and voices kind of coming together and being louder. Um, but yeah, maybe that's, but but I think as you start coming I, again, I think from, I wasn't a can of mom when my kids were little. The ones mm-hmm. who were were all hiding. They all had tons of shame. And when <laughs> talk to each other, it's like this weird isolation. Yeah. And now they're all sort of seeing each other and recognizing how powerful they are. And they're joining forces because they're grown ass women and they want to fix the world because nice. we're moms because our kids need to keep going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So can of, oh, your products. I, you, just, you mentioned Franny's Pharmacy. I've, inter- mm-hmm. I've interviewed her. She has some kind of wild products out there that I haven't tried yet, but what else are you offering with the ghetto apothecary and, you know, what were, yeah, what kind of things are people looking for, I guess? Yeah. So um, we have what we call a, a vulgar line of lifestyle wear. So we have like some <laughs> shirts that just kind of makes it obvious that you're kind of stoned. Like we have a t-shirt that says, this is my high shirt. Um, <laughs> we have a sweatshirt and this is one of our best sellers. It says like, sorry, I'm late. I had to smoke first. And we kind of got those like slogans from like who we are as individuals and kind of like the blatancy and, and kind of being all in your face, like, okay, like this is who I am. This is what's here to stay. Um, and then we also have a skincare, um, line. It's a body trio, um, CBD infused shea butter, um, a body oil that I really love because it's like a holistic body oil it's it's you can put it in your hair on your skin um you can eat it but please don't um it, it, it just smells amazing it puts you right to sleep and then we have a bath soak um that is lavender infused um and it, it's great so these are our flagship products we hope to later expand into gummies um and some other cool lifestyle products and are you so how are you reaching people in your communities are you going talking to people or people coming to you i know there's marketing like what are you finding is really um i find the one-on-one in cannabis or cbd even as like almost like old avon style you gotta like talk to your friends give them a sample and then they'll come back to you so what are you finding what are you finding that's working and how are you reaching people yeah so most most of our our customers are actually repeat customers so as we're small and still growing a lot of it has been word of mouth and the good thing about our pre-rolls is that like you kind of want more you know your body essentials they will run out and so a lot of a lot of how we're growing is by people telling their friends in terms of marketing efforts we also leverage social media a lot we not only hope to sell products on social media you know a big mission of ours is education it is building a community of other kind of moms and we 
we've been so fortunate enough to have been privileged to do so and meet great people. Um, we frequently speak to people in even in other countries where cannabis, one woman reached out and she said if she was to access this, she would be put thrown in jail, you know? So we, we've been able to build a community and then our community reaches their community. And, you know, social media has been the most powerful tool that we've been able to use. All right. The good and the bad is social media. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, social media. Um, okay. So I just yeah. take a break. Uh, so just we'll be back with our guest. Um, so we'll be coming back to talk more about the ghetto apothecary, why she chose that name, what else is going to be coming up this year after we talk or thank Mary Jane's people. And we're going to be speaking with our special segment guest, Nicole Bussera of Henlow Hemp. It seems we all have interesting work stories to share every day. And it's really become clear the way we want to work has changed. We want to work differently and better. People Partners, Mary Jane's people, makes work better by making people the highest priority. Mary Jane's people will help you build well-being as a cornerstone into the foundation of your team by making people the highest priority with servant leadership, building the team you want to be through learning, development, and collaboration, and connecting to the community internally and externally. They'll even help you build your people's team. Mary Jane's people will work with you step-by-step at the best pace for you and your teams under their careful guidance and expertise to prep so and grow the foundation of your people teams. It's time to change, and now it's time to do it. Let's make work better together. Learn more about Mary Jane's People at maryjanespeople.com. Come on over and say hi, and tell them that the Cannamom Show sent you. Okay, we are back. Um, I want to introduce Nicole Bussera of Henlo Hemp. We met because... Um, I was interested in her pet treats. You know, I have a 16-year-old dog, Sunny, still hanging on. And uh, she was talking about her pet treats made with hemp seed oil. And then we spoke, and I'm fascinated by hemp seeds itself. I never talk about this. So, um, Nicole, just share a little bit about your Henlo hemp treats. And then let's talk a little bit about what hemp seeds are and why they're so awesome. Hi, Joyce. Hello, and uh, thanks for having me on. Um, Yeah, hemp seed oil is incredible for dogs. And uh, Henlow Hemp is my dog treat company. And uh, it was just started out of my own need for... Which seems to be the normal thing. People need something, that's what we're doing. We meet it, we make it, and then we're like, it's good for other people. Yep, other pets, other pets. (laughs) And the funny thing is is that hemp seed oil has been around for such a long time, even before you know, so much regulation with cannabis, hemp seed oil has been, been in the, in the market. Um, but it really wasn't used a lot. Um, and I just don't think people knew enough about it. So when my dog started having more issues going up and down the stairs, the mobility, you know, I was like, I'm going to make him a pet treat. I'm a dog mom. He's my only baby. You know, I'm going to do this for him. And so I started researching what ingredients can I use? Um, And I started looking at fish oil and reading all about it. And then I'm realizing that the process that fish oil goes through to take out the flavor, to take out the smell, um, actually that high temperature actually isn't good for the oil. And so so it takes away the benefits, the smell, without the smell and the awful taste, it's not that good for you. Mm. Exactly. It's not that good for you. Not (laughs) not sustainable. Um, and according to the United Nations, by 2048, stocks of all species currently fished for food are predicted to collapse. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. 
Um, I'm already, uh, I live in California where cannabis is uh, recreational as well as medical. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do partake. Um, and so when I, you know, I was like, there's got to be something for dogs, you know? Um, okay. And so I was looking at CBD, which is fabulous for dogs. Um, and I had been giving my dog CBD, but I also saw that hemp seed oil, while I didn't have the CBD that, you know, gave all those great benefits, hemp seed oil imparted the healthy fat hmm. that my dog was really needing. And when I, the, the more I dug into the research, the more I realized like, this is what I really need to be focusing on. And I just started in my kitchen and okay. Um, yeah. So you can actually buy hemp seed oil or is it something you, how do you get hemp seed? How do you do this? How do you make your products? Yeah. <laughs> I went to, I went to, um, a health store. It wasn't in any of the larger chains. I had to go to a smaller chain family health store. Okay. And, uh, shout out to lessons. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, they had it in a, in a, in a small little bottle. And so I got a couple of bottles and I just started making treats. I started, you know, with my own cookie cutter recipe and, um, including it in his diet, I would give him two to three treats a day. And I would say in two weeks, he was, his mobility had improved and his skin had improved. I had his whole life. I had been giving him, you know, different products for itch. Um, but another great thing about hemp seed oil is that, um, it's, permeates the skin barrier and so it helps dogs retain moisture and water in their skin and so he shed less I was gonna ask about that yeah he was moving up and down the stairs without issues started jumping on our bed again (laughs) kind of had a a, you know less inflammation less pain more movement more mobility Um, and that's kind of when I knew I I think I'm on to something and I scoured pet treats there's so many hemp seed oil or rather hemp oil products but there's such uh, there's so much misinformation about what's cbd oil what's oil how are they different um and that's when i really wanted to be like i i want to make my own tree i'm gonna you know share my information with dog moms dog dads because i realized there's nothing quite like this on the market there's a lot of cbd and there's a lot of hemp but what nothing else focused on hemp seed oil so, and again, it's like this, again, we talk about this all the time. It's a weirdly under-regulated, over-regulated. You don't actually know what's in it. The terms are really confusing, you know? So this idea that there's this product out there that's always been there, sort of. Yes. And now um, we're thinking of using it for pets. So what else does it do? Tell me all the amazing things that have oh you talked about. Like, it was like a litany of things. <laughs> it's, it starts with a healthy fat. It's actually the most ideal ratio of three, six, nine omega healthy fats. And it's in the ratio that's already great for balancing out a meat-heavy diet. And most dogs have a meat-heavy diet. Let's just face it. My dog loves meat. Um, And so hemp seed oil will help to balance out the saturated fat in a meat-heavy diet. It is naturally um, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial. It helps to improve immunity. It helps with a dog's guts. Uh, It's a probiotic. Um, helps with weight management as well. Um, it helps with the brain's cognition because uh, a dog's, you know, a dog's brain is is everything. It regulates their behavior. It regulates um, their cognition, um, and so it's actually really good for older dogs as well because it's giving their their brain that healthy fat that they want and they need. Um, because a dog doesn't pr- produce these kinds of fats on their own; they need them from their diet. And I don't think most people realize it because, 
you know, most people do a, a kibble base or a meat yeah. base. There's so many different, but it's all kind of around meat. Um, and we don't think about dogs when it comes to like plant-based protein. Hemp seed oil is better than soy for plant-based protein. And it also has all 20 amino, uh, amino acids, not to mention it's packed with vitamins and minerals. It just goes on and on. And it's like, why aren't we and our dogs and our cats? Why isn't the world using more hemp seed oil in their, in their life and in their diet, topically, orally, all of it? So again, this, yeah. we, talk, we talk cannabis, but hemp is really the thing that is just miraculous, honestly. And it does so many different things in so many different ways. So um, I'm looking forward to getting my Henlo hemp. What are the flavors? What are the things? What are the treats? Right now, I have one dogs? flavor. Um, okay. I have three formulas. I have a calming, doing me a relax. <laughs> um, I have a skin and coat, which is called Stop the Itch. And then I have a hip and joint, which is called Move Like a Puppy. Yeah. Um, and so those are what I sent to you for Sunny. Yeah. And it's going to help the inflammation in her hips and joints. It's going to soothe all of those, just those little creaks and cracks. And you probably will also see other side benefits because it's not just that. You'll see an improvement in her skin. Um, you might even see a little bit reduced anxiety just because hemp seed oil inherently has multiple benefits. Um, so, yeah. And, and so I hope she loves them. Um, and if, they, if any of my listeners want to get some treats, how do they find them? Are you on the website? Do you have a website? Yes. Go to henlohemp.com. That's H-E-N-L-O-H-E-M-P.com. Uh, great. Thank you, Nicole, for sharing Thank that with you. us today. All that'll be in the notes. And um, and we're going to finish this up. And if you want to stay on, maybe, you know, uh, Michaela has some questions about hemp seeds because this is like your area. <laughs> um, all right. So we are back with my friend Michaela Silva of the Ghetto Apothecary. Um, the name, why did you choose that name? <laughs> Where'd that come from? I love this question. Um, a lot of it is satirical, you know, but in honesty, a, a lot of it is also to our, our desire to not be polite. We wanted a name that would trigger a response, you know, be somewhat disruptive. Um, and we feel like this name, it, it stands out in the sense that like, I know growing up, there was an apothecary um, down the street. And what we did was we would go and get all of the things we needed. You know, if we had a headache, we would go get ibuprofen. We This is is a wellness space. You know, it's a lifestyle space. It's a self-care space. And we want it to be very intentional with its naming convention and calling it out for kind of what it is. It is, it is a pharmacy. It's not the type of pharmacy that you know, that you'll see at the, the side of the street, but it's a pharmacy. It's a modern day pharmacy. And so I think it's naming convention kind of pays homage to that. That's excellent. Yeah. Again, uh, we're, we're flipping the story. These stories are powerful. We're creating a new story and this is where it is. Yeah. So do you use hemp seeds? Is this something that's part of your repertoire or anything? I have not. I, I've been listening and I see some of, here some of the benefits. Now I need to try it. There was a time when I tried like um, a, a hemp seed oil, but I think that this was back in the day before I even knew how vast um, the benefits of hemp was. Um, and like you mentioned, I think we talk a lot about cannabis and, and forget a lot about um, the hemp portion. So yeah, I'll definitely be exploring. So actually I have a question, a farming question, maybe Nikira. Uh, so you know, the cannabis plant is female and male. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing about seeding, now they take the seeds out. So what is, where do the seeds come from in hemp? Is that a, how does that work? How do you get the seeds? Is it, is it like you just grow the male and the female plants together? Is that where the seeds come from? Not sure. <laughs> is this I a Nicole question? I believe it's industrial hemp. And yeah. I know that there's, it goes through a process, kind of like you just shaking it out, I believe. Um, and then they're gathered and they're cold pressed 
just like olive oil. So if they don't use the seeds for this, they just throw them out? Is it just like? I believe modern farmers now um, somehow in the grafting of their plants, like they're genetically modified to only be feminine, to be feminine, to be masculine. Modern farmers now have to deal so much with seeds, but I think they genetically modify them out now. So that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, there's a whole other level. But again, I was at this cannabis cultivation center, and because it is so regulated, every piece of that plant, every single piece of that plant is tracked where it goes after it's oh, cultivated, wow. right? So again, this is another piece of the plant the hemp plant where is it going how can we use it i think it's kind of fascinating but um all right so get old perry so michaela if people want to reach you if they're in north carolina and they want to check you out how do they find you um yeah what's the best way to connect with you um via a website the apothecary.com we're also very active on social i mentioned we, we're fostering a, a very um a great group a great community there so um instagram on social media or on facebook is the at the ghetto apothecary is a great place to reach us and do you do like farmer's markets? Are you going around like showing your products off anywhere during the summer? I don't know. What, it's pretty hot down there. <laughs> it's pretty hot. But no, great question. One of the things we want to do is try to bleed into the event space. You know, like we say, we talk a lot about destigmatizing, but it's easy to kind of destigmatize behind closed doors, you know, in a room full of people that you already know. We kind of want to take cannabis outdoors. You know, start having a presence at weddings, at yes, at bachelor parties. Um, there's a concept of bud tending that's very popular in California, but not very present here on the East Coast. I would love to see it socialized a little bit more. Um, so I think that's definitely what's coming next for us. Awesome. I think the events, I did a high tea party. Mm-hmm. I think these events, these kind of like small, medium-sized events, bringing people together and um, they have a, again, it's almost like that Avon, like you need to have like one person talking to oh, another yeah. person. And but not just sitting with our, you know, your one friend in the bathroom smoking your joint. Like that's not useful. <laughs> oh yeah, I love the idea of a high tea though. That sounds really great. <laughs> All right, well look at and the wedding expo. I think everybody should be giving out gifts at their wedding that includes CBD. I give it as oh, yeah. All my gifts now. All right, Michaela, this is so wonderful. I'm glad we finally got you on the show. I'm glad I connected with my friend Franny down there. And uh, hopefully I'll make it down to North Carolina someday. Yes, I would love to meet you. Thanks so much for having me, Joyce. All right. So that's again for our guest, Nicole Brucera of Henlo Hemp and Michaela Sylvan of the Ghetto Apothecary and of the show. So for my guest and of course my canna bro, David Yaz and our Canna Mom Show team, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Canna Mom Show, where we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on the emerging cannabis industry by sharing and preserving their stories of love, kindness, wisdom, and hope. Thank you for following and sharing the inspiring stories of the women building this new industry so together we can crush the stigma around cannabis and caregivers. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. This is the Canna Mom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard.
Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.